If you've ever been confused about filing a tax return and you're not sure if you need to file one or when you need to file one, then you are not alone because filing a tax return is not fun and it's more complicated than it should be. But in today's episode, we are going to demystify the entire process of filling in your tax return. We're going to tell you who needs to do one and when by, what are the consequences of missing that deadline. And if you've downloaded our Medics Money free tax rebate guide, which helps you to claim back the tax on those super expensive exams, GMC fees, BMA fees, well, college fees, and you've got to the point in the guide where it says if you are claiming more than two and a half thousand pounds in any one tax year, you need to file self-assessment. If you get to that point and get stuck, then this is the episode for you because we are telling you about a brand new service, a piece of software that supports you to file your own tax return in certain circumstances on your own. So we're super excited about this. We've been working with the specialist medical accountants for a long, long time. And when they said they were developing this software, we thought it was a great idea to help those of you in that situation. And in the interest of full disclosure, if you click the link in the show notes and you use this service, a small amount of money will come back to Medics Money to support this podcast and allow us to continue providing the best free financial CPD for doctors in the business, in my opinion anyway. I mean, I haven't really seen anyone else doing it. So I guess if there's only one one team doing it, then we, we must be the best. But hopefully that helps you. Uh, so use the link in the show notes. That really helps us. And if you're watching on YouTube, we're going to take your questions in the comments. So hit us up with the comments and any feedback that you have. Thanks so much for watching or listening and sharing the podcast. And let's get straight into demystifying how to complete your tax return. The Medics Money podcast helps doctors, dentists, and other professionals make better financial decisions. Hosted by myself, Dr. Tommy Perkins, a GP. And by me, Dr. Ed Cantelow, a GP, but also a chartered accountant and chartered tax advisor. This podcast is for general information only and does not constitute any form of advice and tax allowances and rates are subject to change. On today's podcast and YouTube, it is my pleasure to welcome back to the Medics Money podcast, Anna Marie Burke and Morag Miller from Armstrong Watson Specialist Medical Accountants. Hello again, guys. Hi. Hello. Last time we did one, it was like two weeks before filing deadline in January, and Anna Marie was definitely looking a bit more fraught than she is today. She's looking pretty chilled today. But we are talking about something that a lot of doctors get confused about and something that I really like what you guys have a solution to this problem, and that is self-assessment and tax returns. So why don't we start by introducing yourselves and telling us why you're qualified to talk about this complex subject. And then let's just get straight into why doctors might need to submit a dreaded tax return. So, well, good morning, Tommy, again. So my name is Morag Miller. I'm a partner with Armstrong Watson and I head up the specialist healthcare services team here. I've got more years than I care to admit to working with clients in the NHS and with GPs and yeah, we provide a whole remit of services from sort of tax to accounting to special advisory services. I am a, a qualified chartered accountant and a fellow of the Institute, and I'm also a, a member of the Institute of Governance as well. So both, I think, um, provide me with the qualifications necessary to assist medics with their tax returns. 
Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's a pleasure to be working with the best in the business. And Morag is pretty decent at roulette, which is where we kind of met at our <laughs> roulette table. But we're not going through that story again today. Yeah. But she beat me at roulette. So, yeah. And Anna-Marie? Yeah, my name's Anna-Marie Burke. I've worked with Morag for the past 12 years, but I have experience with doing GPs and GP practices tax returns for over 30 years. And again, like Morag said, we've seen a lot of changes in those years. Yeah, absolutely. Brilliant. It's great to have your expertise today, helping our listeners to demystify tax returns. So should we just get into who might need to submit a tax return as a doctor? Certainly. I think there's a bit of a misnomer around who does and who does not need to submit tax returns. The list is actually quite extensive. And obviously, the ultimate reason to submit a tax return is if HMRC write to you and tell you that you need to submit one. That That is a no holes bar reason to fill one in. There's also if you've got any other income outside of your employment. So if you've got property income or if you have self-employment income in excess of a thousand for both of those, if you've got an income in excess of a thousand, doesn't matter what other income you've got, you would still need to register for self-assessment and declare that income to HMRC. And also if you want to get, if you're gifting money to charities, if you've been in a partnership, if you've pay into a personal pension plan. Some of these are reasons that you you have to tell HMRC because there's tax to pay. Other reasons that you actually benefit by telling HMRC because there's reliefs that you can actually use to reduce your tax liability. The, the list is not exhaustive. Also, if you've had a property in the year, not your principal residence, but if you've had a property and disposed of it and you have capital gains tax, you have a separate declaration to do within 60 days of the disposal of the property, but you also need to disclose that information on a tax return at the end of the year as well. And obviously bank interest and dividends as well need to be declared on a, a self-assessment tax return. So lots and lots of different reasons. Yeah, awesome. As you say, not an exhaustive list as well, because one reason why lots of Medics Money podcast listeners need to submit a tax return is that they download our free guide and they are claiming back their allowable expenses. And if your allowable expenses go over two and a half thousand in any one tax year, annoyingly, you can't use the super nice online HMRC system. You have to submit a tax return. Mm -hmm. And I'm excited that we've got a solution to that problem for doctors today. I mean, should we just get into talking about the new software tax for doctors? What is it? How does it help doctors and how do we get it? Absolutely. So, I mean, the tax for doctors platform has been designed for a particular cohort of medics whose income is less than 100,000, because once your income is over 100,000, it starts reducing your available personal allowance. Also, if you're, so if your total income is under 100,000 for all sources of income, so that includes employment, if you've got self-employment, if you've got property income, if you've got savings and investments, that's maybe bank interest or you're receiving dividends, and also that you, if you're giving to charity as well, and then pension contributions, if you are doing self-employed work, say you're doing locum work or, well, yeah, the most likely to be locum work, you might be filling in solo forms. So it's not a salary sacrifice fiction, which it would be if you're in an employment and you're paying into the NHS pension that way. In which case you need to declare this on your tax return to make sure you benefit from the release available. And so we've designed the platform really for this niche group of medics to help them smoothly fill in their 
tax returns. Take away the pain of doing it online where you're confronted with hundreds of questions by HMRC. This is a very straightforward platform. Three easy steps. You fill in your profile, you fill in the income, you fill in the expenses, and it basically tells you what your tax liability is or refund, which may be due to you. Yeah, and you might get a refund if you're claiming a load of expenses. So absolutely, you, you could end up offsetting the cost of using the service, which we'll talk about in a minute, by the refund that you get as well. I mean, I love how simple it is. And it's, as you say, custom designed for medics. I'm just going to show everyone on YouTube uh, how it works. I know we're going to do a specific YouTube about this uh, in the future. So super simple, really. So the link to access this is in the show notes. So you just click the link and it will take you to this page. And then once you've registered, which is easy and free, you eventually get to this page, which looks su super simple. And you just fill in your details and uh, off you go. Is that right? That's exactly right. Yes. You do get a 30 day trial period. So you have plenty of time to play around with it. Your tax profile is basically you, who you are, your address, your unique tax reference number. If you do not have a unique tax reference number, you will need to apply for it. Basically, it's HMRC's of way of marrying up the individual to the tax liability. And there's a link on that lead page which actually takes you through to the government website that will then walk you through how you actually get your unique tax reference number administered to you. So, I mean, it couldn't be more simple. Everybody knows the personal details. You populate those in that form. And then once you've done that, you can then move on to the employment income. So with employment income, obviously, what you need is your P60, which is the summary form you get at the end of the year. And it tells uh, tells you what your total pay is for the year and what the total tax is that's been deducted for the year. You're, there are all some, some reference numbers and the like that you need to populate, but all of those should be available on your P60. Yeah. So and it's just, very straightforward to do. Yeah, and it just walks you through step by step. And I guess if you don't have any self-employment, uh, can you just skip that bit or...? You can, absolutely. If, if that's not applicable to you, you go straight onto the employment pages. And the employment pages gives you the facility of putting in any well your income self-employed income and your self-employed expenses so there's a narrative box so you can explain well once you to say whether it's income or expenses there's a narrative box that you then populate to say what the income is what, what the expenses are just to give it a bit more meaning and then say so you can either do it in total or do it individual expenses and then it will tell you it just at this stage populates what those two different sums are i mean from a, an expenses point of view anna marie this is her niche area so she will be able to tell you a bit more detail around what expenses you can claim although what i would say there is a help facility on the page so if you're in doubt you can click on the help facility and it'll give you a bit of guidance as well awesome okay that, that looks really cool and then savings investments charitable giving pension contributions this bit. So the pension contributions are basically not if you're for employment, the majority of employments, your pension contributions into the NHS pension will be a salary sacrifice. So where there is salary sacrifice, you don't need to disclose them. This is for if you have a, a personal pension plan outside of the NHS pension or you are completing solo forms. As the individual, you will fill in a solo A form. You then 
give that to your employer along with the uh, employee contributions. They submit that to, to PCSE with the, the solo B form. Uh, but in order to capture that into your tax return, you need to say what you have paid from an employee's perspective. And I think okay. there, is a, there is, it tells you, there's a little drop down box if you're not sure where to obtain that information. The drop down box shows you what box you're looking for on the solar away form. And that's the, what the figure you need to populate into, into the information below. Okay, cool. So let me just check my understanding. So if you're a hospital doctor and you're NHS and you just have an NHS pension, that is kind of deducted at, at the source. And as it says here, you don't need to include that on your tax return. Is that right? And then, but quite impressively, it can handle GP's pensions, which are much more complicated. And if you're a hospital consultant thinking, what is this solo form or whatever, don't worry about it. It doesn't affect you. But if you are a GP, you do need to know about this. And if you are a GP, it can also handle that. It tells you where to get the info, put that in and you're all good. That's it. Okay, nice. And then once I've done all that, I then hit the review and submit return button. Uh, I won't do that now, but, and then that's it. Yeah, well, I mean, if, what what happens is when you have populated all the information, you then go into the review and submit button, and then you can generate a PDF of all the information that you put in, and it does actually tell you what your tax due or refund due is. And then once you're happy with that, then you can submit it. And at that point, you actually have to pay for the facility to submit your return to HMRC. Awesome. Okay, so super simple. Do it yourself for those people that fulfill the criteria and you just pay at the end if it works for you basically you don't have to pay up front exactly that yeah love it okay the link is in the comments below should we get into you mentioned expenses which is super complicated are we going to go into expenses first or are we going to go for people that the form cannot help because i think that's important i mean you you briefly mentioned anyone over 100 uh, and some other exclusions because the form is not that you know tax for doctors is not suitable for everyone it is not suitable for everyone no so it's not suitable you're right if you have income over 100,000 um, and again that is all sources of income because over 100,000 you start losing your personal allowance and unfortunately the form um, can't really cater for that um, and also if you're requiring specific guidance and support, then I suggest you actually go to a specialist medical accountant who will be able to provide that bespoke advice to you. I don't. I also, I can't cope with the, the the child benefit higher earner charge as well. So if you're claiming child benefits and you are earning more than fifty thousand, between fifty and sixty thousand, either you or your partner, you will actually go into a tapered position. Above sixty thousand, you lose child benefit altogether. And it has to be repaid back by the buyer of self-assessment tax return. But that's not captured on this form. Okay, cool. So it's important to get those exclusions in there as well. And what about if you've done self-employment within the previous year? When do you have to register for self-assessment and get your UTR, etc.? So if you've been done self-employment in the last fiscal year, so if we're looking at 22-23, so basically up to the 5th of April 23, you need to register for self-assessment with HMRC by the 5th of October 23. It's basically six months after the year end. Okay, that's, so, that's good to know. Yes, so you need to get your skates on if you haven't done it yet and you did self-employment last year. Yeah, and I'm, I fear that you're going to be shouting into the void here because doctors always submit last minute. But 
let's imagine you're a super organized doctor and you submit your tax return early, which would be unprecedented in my experience, but would really help people like Morag and Anne-Marie. You don't have to pay the tax early, do you? Quite the opposite. You still, no. you just, yeah. It Should just helps that? them budget. If they get the tax return information in early, that's for self-employed. Because with being self-employed, there does tend to be a balancing payment at the end of the year. But then there's also the payments on account for January and July for the following year. So just to help them budget for those payments, then the earlier they get the, the records in, the easier it is for them to, you know, put the money aside to pay the bills or if their liability the following year is going to be less then the July payment would be able to be reduced. Yeah so that's a really key point isn't it really because if you if your income is expected to be lower going forward and you submit your tax return early you could subject to the right criteria being met reduce your payment on account which could improve your cash flow and stop you paying in effect too much tax so that's like another great reason to submit early is it it is also if you submit early if you are actually due a refund as soon as you submit your tax return you can request a repayment of overpaid tax you don't have to wait until the 31st of january for that although you do have until the 31st of january to pay any tax that's due the other thing with being early with your tax returns is especially for the GPs that have multiple employment posts because quite often what we've been seeing is they're not being taxed correctly on each post which leaves them with quite a big underpayment of tax but then if they've been taxed too much then they'd be due a refund so if they've underpaid then it gives them that time to find the money to pay the tax at the end of the year. And if they've overpaid, then they'll get the money back, probably in time for a nice holiday. Yeah, and if, if we have identified that particular employments are being taxed incorrectly, if, if we're actually doing the work, not this is not the app, but if we were doing the, uh, the detail for them, we would actually be able to liaise with HMRC on their behalf and get those codes amended to make sure that the correct amount of tax is being deducted going forward. All right, that is at least like five solid reasons to do your tax return now and not leave it till the evening of the 31st of January in a blind panic and also risking a late filing penalty if you do miss the filing deadline. So hopefully doctors will submit it early, but I think it's unlikely. I mean, Ed sets a terrible example here by doing his on the 30th or the 31st every year, but he is an accountant, so he can sort himself out. If you're not an accountant and you think you might need some help, don't leave it that late because it gets pretty hectic at the end. What do you reckon? Is doctors going to submit early? Well, I doubt it. But there's no downside to submitting early. That's what they need to know. <laughs> it's only There's only positives from submitting early. So I really recommend it. The only downside is you need to get your information together sooner rather than later. But then you still have to get your information together. And it saves the panic setting in January if you do it now. Yeah, because all the documents come in quite soon after the 5th of April like yeah. your, P your P60 or your P if, it's, if it's there and you'll know if your year end is 5th of April or 31st of March then you will have all your income and expenditure for that year. Yeah my wife submitted her tax return in June this year which is amazing uh, and that was because we just wanted to get an sort of an idea of the actual liabilities going forward so again that was an advantage. 
obviously I'm a GP partner, so I would love to submit in uh, June. Morag would love her GP partners to be able to submit in June. It's just not possible because we're still waiting for all the accounts to sort of trickle through. So don't judge me because I normally submit. Well, it's, it. not, it's not just that. It's individual doctors in a partnership as well. Some are good at getting their information in and others leave it till the last minute, which doesn't help the rest of the practice. Yeah. I'll let you guess which which type. <laughs> I'm not my, saying it. <laughs> hopefully my accountant's not listening. All right. So I think one of the main advantages of Tax for Doctors is going to be for those people that have downloaded the Medics Money Free Guide and found that they have got more than £2,500 worth of expenses in any one tax year to, to claim because you know medical training and exams are getting more and more expensive. So it's not uncommon that doctors rack up that amount of their own money that they've paid for their own training and we Absolutely. want them to be able to get that money back. So Tax for Doctors makes that super easy. But Anne-Marie, can we tap your wisdom on what doctors can claim, differentiating between employed and self-employed claim? I mean, where do you want to go? This could be like a whole podcast in itself. Should we go for the highlights? Well, it, it depends. You know, the main expenses that the doctors can claim are obviously their professional subscriptions, but some don't even do that. And then there's courses and the exams, but it depends on the exams because there is a fine line with, you know, tuition fees, etc., of what is allowable and what's not allowable. Yeah. If it's, you know, if it's helping with your training in the work that you do, then it is allowable. But if it's enhancing anything, then it's not allowable. I mean, the three golden words when you're looking at expenses Holy, Holy, necessarily, exclusive. and exclusively. And if you have an expense that meets those three words with regards to the work you're doing, then you will be allowed that expense. Okay. And it's really, it's the, re, you know, what the reasonable man would see as wholly exclusively and necessarily an expense in the line of, of work that you're doing. And the reasonable man for the purposes of this definition is set by HMRC as the man on the Clapham omnibus, whoever he may be. But it is, it's just taking that sensible approach. If you're doing something, you know, if you're having to pay subscriptions, because obviously they provide indemnity for the work you're doing, that is a necessary cost. You're allowed it. Where Anna, what, what Anna was alluding to there is some of the professional courses you can do. If you are seeking to do a, a course that will give you a new skill out with your current skill sets, then that might be actually deemed to be more of a capital expense than a revenue expense, and it wouldn't be an allowable cost for the purposes of your tax. But if you're just doing CPD, that's absolutely an allowable cost. And any money that you've had to pay out to maintain your professional development isn't an allowable cost, and it needs to be declared on your tax return. Yeah, that's unless you've managed to get study budget for, which I haven't claimed on a study budget for a while, but I hear that the study budget is a little bit more elusive than it once was. But I mean, it's kind of staying the obvious. Okay. If someone else has paid for it, uh, yeah. then it's not. But otherwise, yeah, that's really awesome tips. Okay. And I think you've got some more information about what you can and can't claim within the tax for doctors portal there. So that's super useful. What I would say is uh, if you're doing self-employed work and you've only got a small amount of expenses, what you will be able to do is get the trading allowance, which is £1,000. So even if your expenses are less than that, the default in 
tax for doctors, it will give you the thousand. And it's exactly the same on the property income as well. If you're getting rental income and your property expenses are less than a thousand, you'll get something called the property allowance, which is a thousand pounds to offset against your rental income. So if you see that when you're looking at the PDF of your expenses, don't be alarmed. It's perfectly allowable both £1,000 and obviously only worthwhile if the sum of your expenses are less than £1,000. Awesome tip. Okay. Love it. Brilliant. Well, thanks so much for your time today, guys. That was awesome. Is there any parting words of wisdom uh, about you know self-assessment and submitting your tax return? And, and also, if you need to use the Tax for Doctors service, uh, the link is just in the show notes below. It takes you through it step by step. I think the Tax for Doctors platform it takes away the pain of completing a tax return. It is so easy to do. I appreciate there's a cost associated with it, but it's worth it in the time that you will save doing your tax return, submitting it, and then obviously claiming back any funds that may be due to you or knowing in advance of the 31st of January what tax you do have to pay. But it takes away the pain. It takes the sting out. Yeah, it's easy to use and... You know, it doesn't take them that long. It means that they don't have to get everything together to send to somebody else to do. And what I would say, if the platform doesn't meet your criteria and you do need to submit a tax return, go to a specialist medical accountant because they will make sure that you are claiming all the allowable expenses you can claim to minimise your tax liability. If you go to somebody who's not a medical expert, you will undoubtedly have a higher tax bill. Yeah, definitely. That's why we only work with people like yourselves on Medics Money, because we've just seen too many non-specialists make too many basic errors. And that is not criticizing the non-specialists. It's just a measure of how complex accountancy for doctors has gotten. And me and Morag were just having a chat before, before we came on about McLeod. We're not talking about McLeod today. Morag does not want to talk about <laughs> McLeod. I do not want to talk about McLeod. But you are going to need absolute best in a business to sort out that McLeod. So yeah, use a specialist medical accountant if needed. And if you can use tax for doctors instead, awesome. That was so good. Thanks so much. We should probably do one a bit closer to filing deadline to try and catch all those people that have not submitted. But if you want to submit now and get ahead of the curve and get your expenses, your tax rebates in early, if you are due one, then just go to the link in the comments and check out tax for doctors. And I noticed as well, you can save all your progress because you can start and then you've got UTR and then you're like, oh, I don't have my P60. Save it, log back in, start off where you carried on from. So I love it. Great to see you guys. Hopefully see you, you in person soon at a roulette table near you. Take yeah. care. <laughs> Thanks so much, Tommy. Thanks. Bye.